From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. And we must keep all of our friends, our fellow citizens uh, in the Florida. You have to say the whole state, but what looked like it would be a direct Tampa hit now is expected to be Fort Myers and Sarasota sometime this afternoon. Really no rain as of yesterday. No rain was in the forecast until late Saturday night. And actually, I think it was even into early Sunday morning. But now it's um, completely changed. Uh, There'll be rain for all of Saturday as well. So that, um, that changed a whole lot since we were last with you. Hurricane Ian, Category 4 strength, 140-mile-an-hour wind, tornadoes in Miami and in Broward, just terrible. And until now, it had been a very mild hurricane season. Let's see if Siri knows. Siri, when is the hurricane season? Here's what I found from NOAA.gov. Yeah, June. They say June to November. So if you think about it, I mean, it's been very mild, actually, in terms of the United States. And I'm not saying they weren't forming and doing what they usually do, but we've been pretty fortunate until now. And it looks like uh, the luck has run out. In other news, September 28th is a date that I will always remember. And I would have figured it out at some point today, but thank goodness, yesterday, all of a sudden, because I had made a note in my tickler file that I wanted to come back on September 28th and write an extensive piece on 20 years since Paul McCartney played the Atlantic City Boardwalk Hall. And of course, all four Beatles played what was then called Atlantic City Convention Hall in 1964. But it was Saturday, September 28th, 2002, and it is almost inconceivable to me that this is now 20 years ago today. In other words, like the song, it was 20 years ago today. Paul McCartney played Atlantic City. And they say that your life goes by in the blink of an eye. And I don't know about you, but I believe this statement. Always have. And I simply can't fathom that today marks exactly 20 years since Paul McCartney's epic performance at the Atlantic City Boardwalk Hall. It doesn't feel like half of that amount of time. As I said, it was Saturday, September 28, 2002, and Sir Paul McCartney put on the greatest concert that I have ever personally witnessed. And I also believe that it was the greatest concert ever staged in Atlantic City history. And even though Don and I went back and forth a month or so ago on this, 
I just think that's true. I don't think anything can live up to it. And that's saying a lot, considering the fact that all four Beatles performed in Atlantic City 58 years ago. George Hammond booked the Beatles. I, I should have done this. That was a miss on my part. Sunday, August 30th, I should have on August 30th done a 58-year retrospective. But definitely next year or no later than the 60th, we'll do a lengthy piece about that. Now, if you go to my Steel Pier definitive column, we do have the whole story about this. But it was a Steel Pier booking. But the concert was held in then Atlantic City Convention Hall because, well, first of all, they needed a bigger venue. They needed a bigger boat. And Hamid remembered what happened with Ricky Nelson when the pier almost uh, went into the Atlantic Ocean. We have an original ticket. It's in my collection. And I took a picture of it for this piece. So you can see an original ticket for $3.90, including all taxes for a seat on the main floor from 1964. To give you an idea, 38 years later, when I had the opportunity, I would have been four years old, four years and two months old when the Beatles played. So that I didn't go to that. But I did go to McCartney. And so did Margie. And of course, Don P. Hurley, who actually took us all because this was a $500 ticket that we had. Not for all of us, for one of us. So it was it was steep. And it was amazing. But just to give you an idea, it was $3.90 in the same building to see the Beatles 38 years previous and $500. And these, I have to say, you could get in to the hall less than 500 but these were spectacular seats. Really amazing. So check out, though, the ticket. It's pretty cool. It says Steel Pier Presents at Atlantic City Convention Hall in person. The Beatles. And it says show underneath. The Beatles show. I'm telling you, it was just better then. Times were better. Things were better. The epic event in 64, and I won't talk much about 64 because it's really a piece about uh, 20 years ago today. I feel like singing, but I'm not going to do it. But it was 20 years ago today. You know, you're on the beat. I know. But the epic event in 64 was known as the British Invasion. It was part of the British Invasion, a time period that was transformational. And it changed music in America forever. So fast forward 38 years and McCartney's 2002 Atlantic City performance was sheer masterclass. He sang for more than two hours. He didn't take a single break and he never even took a sip of water. And I'm telling you, he was working hard. 
I do four hours and six minutes a day, and I drink 23.7 fluid ounces during the four hours. I always seem to drink the entire bottle or almost the entire bottle of my 100% natural spring water brought to you by. When we come back, I have more to share with you because it is a, a truly amazing story that I can never forget for reasons that I will share with you in just a moment. This portion of Come. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 19 minutes past the hour. If you're just joining the program, I've rolled back the Wayback Machine to September 28, 2002. It was 20 years ago today. Paul McCartney at Atlantic City Boardwalk Hall. And it was amazing. I mentioned right before the break that we were fast-forwarding 38 years from the Beatles' appearance in Atlantic City in 1964, August 30th, to September 28th, 2002, when Paul McCartney, by himself, played Atlantic City's Boardwalk Hall. And I mentioned he sang for more than two hours. He didn't take a single break. He never took even a sip of water. I mean, like a machine. And he was in perfect voice at age 60. And he looked a lot younger. I've never witnessed anything like it before or since. And look, I'm not Bigfooting or or talking, you know, smack. But just being candid, my job as a casino executive in the past 30 years doing what we do, I have had the opportunity to see everybody that almost there ever was of the past 42 years, whatever whatever it's been. Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Diana Ross. I mean, you go on and on and on. Honestly, one of the only people... There's actually two people I haven't seen, and one of them I'm going to correct, that I really want to see. Because I have a lot of opportunities, but because of the nature of my life, I don't get to take advantage of too many. But I would have loved to have seen Elvis Presley. He has been... at This movie um, by Baz Luhrmann brought him back to me. And every morning, usually I have between, it's uncanny. I wrote two articles this morning, and they're on the website, on the app. One about George Tibbet, I'll tease that in about nine minutes. And one about Paul McCartney. And I invariably always get done, I tried, I really try to do this. Publish it, you know, cross post it on social media and things like that. And I try to get that done by 5.30. I used to have an hour And now it's cut in half. But I play music. I close my eyes. And sometimes sometimes I even fall asleep a little bit. And this morning, a couple times, I almost uh, did fall asleep. And I was thinking during the break, hey, why am I tired? And that's because I don't sleep a lot. But I sleep enough, except not for the past week or more. Because this Aaron Judge, New York Yankees stuff, I mean, last night... I made it through the entire game. Judge walked 
four times. It's, it's terrible. Well, they won't pitch to him. It's, it's unbelievable. It's like these pitchers don't want to be the one, and I think their teams are telling them. The Red Sox definitely did not want to be the team to give up Judge's 61st and or 62nd home run. It's still going to happen. But they're giving him nothing to hit. He walked four times, and in the other at-bat, he had a three-and-two count as well. I don't know that I've ever seen that. I think he had a three-and-two count five straight times. And I've mentioned this to you before. He takes so many pitches. Or I should say he faces so many pitches. Incredible. He's really improved in terms of not swinging at pitches that are in the dirt or way outside where a lot of people just don't have the eye, don't have the the discipline. But this much I do know. He leads the Triple Crown, 314 batting average. He has a one-point lead there. Home runs, 60. Second is 42. And RBI's 128. And his closest competitor is 119. He's got home runs locked. He probably has RBI's locked. And this batting average thing, is he might do it. He might win the Triple Crown. Trying to think, the last Triple Crown winner may have been, trying to think, when Trout was finishing second, was it Miguel Cabrera? Did he win the Triple Crown? I'll look that up, actually. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the 8 o'clock hour, wide open forum next hour, and John Walters uh, all about reverse mortgages in today's 9 o'clock hour. So getting back to McCartney, I've never witnessed anything like it before or since. McCartney performed 30 songs and followed that up with two encores, each consisting of three more songs. So he sang 36 songs, and I'm telling you right now, go to the app, or if you use the website, either way, and please check out my story. It was 20 years ago today. Paul McCartney played Atlantic City because I painstakingly put the entire set list, playlist, whatever you want to call it, song by song in the order. You can actually, what I'm saying is you could play the concert because we have a link to each song. It's really cool the way we put this together, and I wanted to memorialize this forever. So the set list is there, hyperlinks to each of the songs, and you'll see the order. I think Hey Jude was the 30th song that ended the concert, but of course, I'll tell you what I didn't expect. I ex- Of course, I expected an, an encore, and there were a couple of songs I really thought he would play that he hadn't played in the first 30. So I figured he's coming back, and he did. But after he did three songs, I really thought that was it. And then he came back again. I'm telling you, you're not going to see a show like this ever again. I- I'm telling you, a lot of these shows now are hour, little over an hour, lucky if you get an hour and a half. And that's if it's a whole band and then they have different people that are doing the the lead songs and things. 
This is McCartney just rocking this place with his band and just McCartney. It was... And beyond the concert itself, which was truly breathtaking, I had the opportunity to spend, I think it was a little more than 40 minutes, 4-0, 40 minutes with Sir Paul before the concert in his dressing room until the moment he walked out. He said, stay with me till I go out. I probably should have put that in the story. But I did put in that I was with him until the moment he walked out onto the stage to perform. So he's getting ready. He's walking out onto the stage, and then I'm walking out into the crowd and to my seat. And I I sat down, and the concert began. A big, grateful thank you to former Atlantic City Mayor Lorenzo Langford, because on this day, my cell phone rang and I know it's the mayor because I see it on my phone and uh, he says to me mayor what are you doing I said talking to you he said come on and join me because I know how much you love Paul McCartney because I talked about him for years on the show he's I know how much you love Paul McCartney I'm allowed to bring one person backstage with me and I'd like it to be you I said I'm on my way he knew I was going to the concert anyhow it was surreal McCartney was engaging he was very kind during our private meet and greet he spoke about his mother and his father and he shared many other personal stories and I've never um, said publicly any of the stories that we talked about never wrote about them don't intend to they were very personal in case you're wondering because i didn't know how i would be with all this because there's very few people that i really want to meet and he's he was one of them i always wanted to meet paul mccartney wasn't so much i would like i mean i've never met ringo Starr. Don has several times. And I'll tell you, I made a big mistake. And I've told you that I'm really trying to say yes, 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 and not saying no. Uh, I should have gone to that Ringo Starr concert. I can't believe Warren Bader, who's a good friend, he posted the band that, that Ringo Starr put together. I think I took a screen capture of Warren's post because I, I, I don't have time to share that now. But I'm hoping that Don, he hasn't written. Let me see if he's written me back. No, he hasn't written me back. Um, I'm going to write him again, confirm. Because I want to talk about more about McCartney. I want to talk about Aaron Judge pursuit of number 61 and 62 season home runs. And I also want to talk about, I think Ringo Starr is extremely underrated and underappreciated. And even by me as I say that, this band that he put together, I can't recite it right now. Wait until I tell you later in the program who Ringo Starr had playing with him. When I tell you it was an all-star band, and sometimes, uh, if you remember, I think he billed his concerts 
Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Holy smokes. He's not kidding. When I tell you the names, the pedigree is unbelievable. Back in just a moment. Don't go away. It is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. It was 20 years ago today. Paul McCartney performed in Atlantic City. We wrote about it. Check it out. We're talking about it right now. Atlantic City Council President George Tibbetts said, quote, we were lied to, end quote. Ooh, we've got the story. And Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds has charged a Philadelphia man with murder at an Atlantic City casino. We've got the story. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Same story, different day. Cool this morning in the 40s and 50s. Mild this afternoon with a high around 71. We'll start the day with sunshine and then clouds build this afternoon. It'll be dry and comfortable. Partly cloudy and quiet tonight, low 52. Sun and clouds tomorrow and still on the cool side, high temperature 66. Friday will turn cloudy with a chance of late showers, high 64. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, so let me finish this uh, epic tale. And then, uh, Tom, if you can hang in there, I'll go, I'll go to you right after I finish up what I'm doing here. But I'm, I'm literally in the middle of something. So I was mentioning, in case you were wondering, I wasn't starstruck at all. I was so comfortable from the second I walked in. Now, McCartney had these uh, pipe and drape, um, deep, I, don't, I guess if you look at the picture that's accompanying the article and there's a story behind that that I'm going to tell deep burgundy with a pattern uh let's see uh got another friend writing me so McCartney was so down to earth during our extended time together you got to figure you know when you go to a meet and greet you, you you walk up and there's usually like a lot of people to meet and greet I've done a lot of them and you say hello real quick, you get your picture, and you're out of there. This was not that. This was 45 minutes or so, uninterrupted, with a photographer, Mayor Langford, me, and McCartney. That's it. And sometimes the, the photographer wasn't even in there. And here's another observation. This guy is a multi well, I guess he's not quite a multi-billionaire, but he's worth like $1.5 billion or something, $1.4 billion. Maybe it's $1.2 billion. I need Siri. Siri, what is Sir Paul McCartney's net worth? Paul McCartney's net worth was $1.3 billion in 2020. Okay, $1.3 billion. So I was right there. I said that I kept going to... Where I remembered it, 1.2, I said at the end, and then I at one point said like 1.4, and it's right in the middle, 1.3. But of course, that's two years ago. So, bet she is worth about a billion five. Not a pretentious thing about him. 
Sir Paul McCartney was one of the most humble mega superstars that I've ever met. Always has been my, um, Don has the expression, I can't remember what it was, but the ones, uh, how does that go? The bigger they are, something they are, the, and then the ones that aren't really stars, that, that, and I could even name a couple, they're just punks and they, they, they act like they are. The ones that are don't have to act like it. And the ones that aren't do. So you can always tell the real deal from the frauds. But during this once-in-a-lifetime moment, I mentioned there was really only one other person in the dressing room. And thank God he took the photo. And you never know. You're smiling, you know, hoping it's going to turn out good. And it did. It really, it really did. It took many months for the photo to arrive to me by email. It was a bit agonizing. I didn't think about it every day, but every once in a while I thought, uh-oh. You know, because the guy told me, you know, they were doing certain things. He said it was going to be a couple weeks. And so I thought, oh, I said, no problem. So he had my card, had my email address on it. I told him, I said, I'm counting on you. I said, this is never going to happen again. I said, I know you hear this all the time, but this is never going to happen again. And I really want this photo. I can't say that about too many things. So it took months for the photo to arrive by email. And it was a bit agonizing as I thought perhaps the precious moment was lost forever. And I had such a profound, wide-ranging conversation with McCartney. And then all of a sudden one day, and I was on air at the time, it was in the late nine o'clock hour, I get this email and the title line said McCartney-Hurley. And then it had the little paperclip thing where I knew there was an attachment. So I'm doing the show live. I don't say anything on air. And I download this sucker and it just pops up on the screen and it's a perfect picture. Perfect. And he gave me like four different pictures. This conversation I had with McCartney was amazing, though. And I will relay this one story. I've never told any of the personal things that he said. But I asked him if he remembered playing Atlantic City in 1964. Because obviously that was a big deal to everybody in this area. And, and I, I guess I was surprised. But in a way, you shouldn't be. They play all over the world. He had no recollection whatsoever of having played Atlantic City. Something that he couldn't remember is something that we will never forget. And I also shared some of the well-known stories of the Beatles with Paul during the Atlantic City Fab Four appearance, British Invasion, when they were moved around in a local Barbera Fish Company truck because fans were going wild all over the city for the Beatles. To provide documentation about how wonderful this concert was, if you go to the article that I've written this morning, I spent a lot of time on this, the complete rundown of this amazing night of elite entertainment by one of the absolute musical giants of all time, I have the entire Sir Paul McCartney set list 
including his two extended encores, from September 28th, 2002, because it was 20 years ago today, at Atlantic City's Boardwalk Hall. And you're going to see, it's all, you know when something is a hyperlink because it's in blue. I have the exact order of all 30 songs in the concert. Each one you can click on, and it has a little bit about the song that maybe some things you never heard of before, and then you can actually listen to each song. And we have each song who it was written by, most of them Lennon McCartney from the incredible Lennon McCartney songbook. But it was Hello, Goodbye, Jet, All My Loving, Getting Better, Coming Up, Let Me Roll It, Lonely Road, Driving Rain, Your Loving Flame, Blackbird, Every Night, We Can Work It Out, You Never Give Me Your Money, Carry the Weight, uh, Carry That Weight, and by the way, so far it's all Lennon McCartney, The Fool on the Hill, Here Today, Just Paul McCartney, Something, George Harrison, Eleanor Rigby, Lennon McCartney, Michelle, Lennon McCartney, Here, There, and Everywhere, Lennon McCartney, Band on the Run, Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, Back in the USSR, Lennon McCartney, Maybe I'm Amazed, Paul McCartney only, Let Him In, Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney, My Love, Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, wonderful song, by the way, She's Leaving Home, Lennon McCartney, Can't Buy Me Love, Lennon McCartney, Freedom, Paul McCartney, awesome song, Live and Let Die, Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, Let It Be, Lennon McCartney, and the 30th song that supposedly would end the concert, but I knew it couldn't. Hey Jude, and the crowd went bananas from the Lennon McCartney songbook. Then, and I love this song, in the encore, The Long and Winding Road, Lady Madonna, I saw her standing there, all from the Lennon McCartney songbook. Then I thought, okay, this the show's over. But then, and the crowd was going bananas. But then he came back, and he did Yesterday, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Reprise, and The End, all from the Lennon McCartney songbook. It was the perfect concert. It was an absolute joy to relive this memorable experience with you exactly 20 years ago today. And McCartney had been touring this year. I really wanted to see him. I'm telling you, I almost, it was in my mind to get the plane tickets and go to Orlando. And I wanted to see him one more time. And I also want my friend for life. And I know he's already read the column because we've been writing each other since the five o'clock hour. I want my friend for life, Tom Cantone, to have the opportunity. It's a dream of his to book McCartney. And he's, Sir Paul is about the only performer that Cantone has not booked over the past 40 years. But make no mistake about it. It's not for a lack of trying on Cantone's part. Tom, let me get the break in. If you can hang in there, we've got the rest of this hour to chat, you and I. And then it's going to be wide open forum in the 7 o'clock hour. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Something that I had thought of, an industrious listener wrote it to me during the break. 
So, Harry, how long will it be before the legacy media attacks Ron DeSantis at how bad a job he's doing with the hurricane? And I wrote back, it's an absolute certainty. He will not be able to do enough. And I doubled down on the the listener's comment and wrote, and they'll make Biden look great during the hurricane. They will absolutely, because they don't care about life and death. They are scumbags. They are liars. And they exploit any emergency, any crisis to their uh, own device or own purpose, own, own use. They will absolutely be trashing DeSantis because if you think about it, the entire state is going to get whacked. It's going to be really bad and there's going to be a lot of damage and they will be coming after him. They will not allow him to look good. You can you can you can bank on that. And even if he does and it's look, it's very hard. Chris Christie got very high marks and did a great job during Superstorm Hurricane Sandy. But they didn't really view him as a threat. So he got good coverage. Saturday Night Live did the Blue Fleece. Um, and, you know, that all that all went very well for his fortunes. They're not going to allow DeSantis to look good. Mark my words. Tom, how you doing? Hey, listen, um, first of all, I'm doing fine. And I just know how excited you've been through our talks with Paul McCartney. I don't know if I ever told you this. I was, you know, why they have reported more people who were at the the Beatles um, concert at Convention Hall than they really were. I was there with a good friend of mine, John Ratner. Um, His family used to own Ratner Pest Control. And he had an older brother, who was much older than John was, who worked for ABC News and gave John two tickets. So John and I went and into the press and VIP section. In fact, I sat next to Ed McMahon and his daughter and took his daughter out surfing the next day. But I saw the concert at Convention Hall and, you know, I I liked the Beatles, but I didn't realize what they were going to become there. And, you know, one of my the best part of the whole night was walking down because we had ushers showing us where the seats were and everybody's screaming and I'm like a hot dog waving to everybody like we're important. <laughs> but, um, you know. So you actually were witness to something that only in retrospect you could know how big it was. Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed it. But you, we were off the the front to, to the um, looking at the stage um, center right <clears throat> in the first couple rows. And like I said, we were next to Ed McMahon and, and, and his family and his daughter. But that close, you couldn't hear it. And it's, what a knucklehead I was. I was um, more excited to see the Righteous Brothers, one of the opening acts at the time there. But, I mean, I, I liked the Beatles. And then as um, I, through high school, so I was, that was, you know, my sophomore year there. And then um, just always loved the Beatles. And I, I was lucky. I graduated 67. That's when... Sergeant Pepper came out and all through college there. But um, it's amazing, you know, um, that that little tiny piece of history just because how big they were. Oh, there's no doubt. And a very neat thing. And and my brother and I have gotten to know him very, very well. He's a really good guy. Larry Kane, the very famous news anchor from uh, 
Philadelphia, and he worked at several of the radio stations. So I'm not just going to say one. Uh, I'm sorry, television stations. But he also did radio as well. Uh, he did a lot of hits on their radio affiliates, but was a news anchor for many, many years. And we've gotten to know him really well. We've had him on the show a bunch of times. We see him in Philadelphia. Hold on one second. I just want to see what Fox is sending me. Oh, North Korea fires third ballistic missile ahead of VP Harris's arrival in Seoul. Yeah, what, 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 what crazy is she going to do on the world stage? Anyhow, I digress. Larry Kane, I don't know if you know this, Tom, but he has written a book. And if you have never read it, you should get it. Larry Kane actually traveled with the Beatles during the British invasion for an extended period, like almost a year. He was with them everywhere. Uh, amazing stories he has. Yeah, I'm aware of it. I've seen some of his pictures, and it's it's really funny that, you know, he developed this relationship with them besides just reporting on them. Correct. You know, and here was this conservative news guy with short hair on, on you know, I guess it was Channel 6 was the big station I think he was on. But, um, yeah, it's really interesting. But, you know, and I have a book that um, I'm supposed to give to your brother. I'm sure he's going to share it. But it's called, it's a coffee table book. And it's all about the Beatles and their their all of their notes from their songs when it was the, the McCartney um, Lennon days there and it, how each song came about. So it was really cool. But you know, it, it was such a neat thing that um, that they were in Atlantic City, and then you'll hear all these people who say, "Oh yeah, I saw the Beatles at Steel Pier," you know, and here they were at Convention Hall. But it was it was. Uh, but yet, if you heard my piece, the ticket said Steel Pier. George Hammond's Steel Pier presented the Beatles at the Atlantic City Convention Center. Right. But it was just a cool thing. And, uh, you know, looking back, that not that it was uh, life-changing, but to know that how big and popular they were, that I actually had the opportunity just by happenstance that uh, my friend's brother um, and his wife didn't want the tickets because they really weren't into it there. And I didn't know how excited you were after meeting um, meeting Sir Paul there. Oh. And um, in fact, we had you had on your show one time um, one of your good good feeling shows there of what you thought were the the most important concerts in Atlantic City. Do you remember that show? Yes, I do. Yeah, you know, people were talking about was it Frank Sinatra? Was it you know? Um, Sir Paul, I mean, was interesting there. And what was your decision? What did you think was the single most important concert ever in Atlantic City? See, it's really hard because I had this, um, it's hard to take this this once-in-a-lifetime 45 minutes that I had backstage until the second the concert began. It's hard to split the baby. I'm going to say McCartney was the biggest show in the history of Atlantic City. Some will pick the Beatles, uh, August 30th, 1964, the show that you were at. And I didn't know until you just said it that the Righteous Brothers were one of the opening acts. Uh, close second would have to be some of the Sinatra performances that I was at. Uh, it's really hard. It, you know, it starts to become like 1, 1A, 1B. It's really tough. There's so many. Celine Dion, you have to put way up there. I mean, incredible. Tony Bennett. On and on. I mean, the, the performances, uh, you know, Martin and Lewis, uh, you could, it's it's really tough. Uh, I just thought that was a really in- interesting show that, that you had there. And I think one of the sad things about, about that whole conversation is we're talking about concerts 
in, in our town here that were in the past that we're just not having the stuff that we used to have come to town there and and, and that's that bothers me because uh, you know uh, Tom to be continued my friend I'm not cutting you short the clock says we have to go open forum begins next don't go away WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's approaching seven minutes past the hour, and we do have an open phone line at 609-407-1450. So here's the story. When we announce Wide Open Forum, uh, many of you know what that means. If you're new to the program, that means if there's something you would like to talk about, maybe it's the hurricane that's coming. Uh, we're going to get a lot of rain, but supposedly not more than 30 mile an hour winds. So we should be we should be good, but we should plan a bit, though. If there are some things you keep outside, some lighter chairs and things that can blow around, you might want to take a look at that before the end of the week. Uh, and I would do it by Friday. And maybe that's something you want to talk about. Uh, or anything else, Wide Open Forum begins right now, 609-407-1450. Kamala Harris in Asia. Oh, what could go wrong? Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yes, before I comment on Biden's Executive Order 14081, I wanted to make a remark about uh, the new prime minister in Italy, Georgia Maloney. Now, that racist bigot is uh, stopping illegal immigration from North Africa, where people are trying to get on boats and trying to shore up on Italy's shores. So that's that's just plain awful. That's just plain fascism as far as I'm concerned. You know. Well, that's what they're calling her. It is amazing. Uh, conservatives are winning all over the world, and it's going to continue here in America. And the world media, including the American media, they're trashing all of them. How is this woman a fascist? Where do they get that from? Her entire campaign was exactly the opposite. Yes, I agree. Now, Executive Order 14... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go. Yeah, Executive Order 14081. The Advancing Biotechnology and Innovative Biomanufacturing for Initiative for a Safe, Sustaining, and Secure American uh, Economy. Bunch of bullcrap. Anyway, a part of it's dedicated to the need to develop genetic engineering technologies uh, to be able to write circuitry into humans as easily as you can program a computer software. So basically, it's 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 in, it's in line with transhumanism. This Yuval uh, Harari, who actually is a mentor to uh, Klaus Schwab, the guy that wants to have us eat bugs and be happy. He'll own nothing and be happy. <laughs> He'll be very happy. We will be uh, we'll be very we'll be very unhappy. But That's funny. transhumanism, they actually want to they want to put metal in human bodies, and they want to have people to experiment on. So who are the guinea pigs going to be? It's they're not going to use Reese's monkeys. They're going to use human beings for this craziness. But this executive order, constitutionally, whenever a president writes an executive order, it's for the benefit of we the people. But here's people that are just, they're serving the order of globalists. They're serving, they're serving at the behest of globalists. So, yeah, 
he's actually he's the glove and the hand inside the glove is working. He's a he's a puppet being worked by puppeteers. Well, get ready, my friend. You ain't seen nothing yet because after Republicans win at least the House, but it's looking more and more like they're going to win the House and the Senate. You are going to see some of the freakiest executive orders in American history. Get ready. It's coming. And the more uh, decline that Biden experiences and and I don't wish it on him but when you're when you're where he's at it doesn't get better it just keeps getting worse and we've seen it he's worse now than when he ran and he's going to be worse uh as time goes on it just it's impossible for that not to be the case uh it's never not been the case you keep getting worse uh the worse he gets the more the people that are really running the country are going to be putting in these radical things. And it's going to be terrible because then we're going to have radical judges that uphold this stuff, even though an executive order dies with the president unless the successor president extends the executive order, which every president has done. I've told this story before, Flash. Every president since Jimmy Carter has extended an executive order that Jimmy Carter did. So it still lives today. Trump did not extend a Barack Obama executive order. And the court right below, and there's several right below, the Supreme Court said you have to keep it in effect. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a lawless, crazy country that we're living in right now. An executive order expires if it's not renewed. But we have a court either the you know 11th circuit court of appeals or one of those circuses courts of appeals said you have to keep it and they, and we have judges now that aren't judges at all they're politicians democrat politicians in robes so get ready you think you don't like that one where do you see over the next couple of years the executive orders that are coming it is going to be wild and when biden makes it clear he's not running which will happen after the midterm election, then it's really going to get freaky. That's the way it is. To quote uh, Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Pretty uh, outstanding, with the exception of a little uh, sleep-deprived. Yeah, I get you. Hey, listen, I I listened to your... um your whole empathy on, on McCartney, and I do love Paul McCartney, too. Uh, that, that's awesome that you got to meet him like that with uh, Lorenzo Langford. But um, what I wanted to tell you is because of some guy I know named Harry Hurley, I got to meet some stars, too. Um, not at the level of Paul McCartney, but I, I consider stars. And uh, two of my favorites when I worked for you was uh, Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> And and Kenny Rogers. Oh, I love I love them both for different reasons. Now, Rodney, I first met Matt before I met you. We had Rodney Dangerfield at the Golden Nugget. And if Chuck Malamud is listening right now, Chuck texts me. There are stories that Chuck and I know that we cannot tell. Rodney Dangerfield was something else. Let me leave it at that. Uh, oh yeah, uh, trust me. When they came in, and I was running, one of the areas I ran was the spa for you. I was, you know, the general manager of the health spa. And they they would make a beeline for the health spa. As a matter of fact, 
Rodney and Kenny would call when they checked in. They would they would ask if I was on duty. You know what I mean? And they would beeline right to the health spa, and not it wasn't a meet and greet. They would talk to me for like two hours at a time. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I met Kenny, and I don't remember Kenny uh, being big uh, about going to the spa. But I can testify, Ronnie Dangerfield, that was his thing. And I don't remember a Trump Castle, but I can tell you at the Golden Nugget, Rodney would come right down in his robe to the health spa. Yeah. He, he was ready to yeah. go. Yeah, it was like the Triple Indies, getting ready to do the Triple <laughs> yes. Indies, but we didn't have a diamond board. Yes. So. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, those two were just, like like you said, Paul McCartney, just so down to earth. We talked about all kinds of stuff, nothing political, nothing this, nothing that. Uh, just normal things, sports, weather, you know. But they would sit there for like two hours and just and talk to me, you know. As a matter of fact, Kenny Rogers called me in one September, mid-September, and he said, Matt, what are you doing like the, like the second week in November? I said, uh, I'm not thinking that far ahead yet, Mr. Rogers. Um, I met him in Nashville, Tennessee, and I went duck hunting with him. That's how well I knew him. Well, he, okay. he was a beautiful man. He was a kind, decent, yeah, good so man. Nice. Very nice. He's, an, he's another one that, that the bigger they are, that's, I think that's Don Hurley's line. The bigger they are, the nicer they are. He was mm-hmm. the real deal. Oh, Chuck yes, Malamut is listening, and and that's all he has to say. Matt, I can't. I can't, I swear, I'm gonna take the take him to the grave. I can't tell the Rodney stories. There are Rodney stories, though. I'm telling you, Matt. I've got to go to break. Love the call. Have a great day. Uh, it's 16 minutes past the hour. Please don't go away. On the phone lines, we're coming right back to your calls right after this. I'm Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All because of you. South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Here is our friend, Sean Hannity. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Morgan Stanley's chief U.S. equity strategist, Michael Wilson, said that he's convinced a corporate earnings recession is coming and that it could be worse than a normal recession. It was on CNBC, said the Morgan Stanley team is looking closely at business earnings and the impact of corporate profits on equities, which have been now on a wild ride in recent months. We think it's unavoidable to avoid an earnings recession, and that's what matters for stocks. It's all interrelated, whether it's earnings or whether it's an economy and a cyclical downturn for growth, and that's the fire and uh, ice scenario to a T. Scary. CNBC, stock market losses wipe out $9 trillion of American wealth. Are you happy? You're going to vote for this? The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. You know, more and more parents are exploring homeschooling. Now, if not in your family, you probably still know someone who is. Now, you need to check out Acellus Power Homeschool. Power Homeschool is the official program that is offered by Acellus for parents homeschooling their children. And at powerhomeschool.org, well, you're going to see how this program keeps parents in control of their children's education, and they're offering online courses right in the safety of your home and taught by some of America's greatest teachers. Now, it's a way to keep your students learning at grade level while allowing for more parental influence and involvement. 
with Acellus Power Home School, well, they're going to get a quality education studying right there at home. Now, it's not too late for the fall season. Just check out Acellus Power Home School right now, your affordable homeschool solution. You can learn a lot more at powerhomeschool.org. That's powerhomeschool, one word, dot. From the world's playground. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back 22 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. We do have an open phone line at 609-407-1450 if you'd like to check in. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. How are you? Very well. Thanks for asking. Good. This is Andra. Hello, Andra. I know. Yes. But I've been out there. I know you've been out there, too. I've been doing my job. You sure have, Harry. You sure have. I am calling in, Harry, this morning. I got a chance to see the mayor's press conference on yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I didn't consider for one second watching. Uh, I don't use this term often because I don't like to call people liars, but he's just so incredibly dishonest. It's unbelievable. So now now the story is this is about diversity. But what they're leaving out of it is your whole committee is diverse. The signers of the uh, the petition are incredibly diverse. If you were listening yesterday, Andra, Council President Tibbet went through the breakdown of what percentage were African-Americans that signed it, what percentage were Bangladesh, what percentage Hispanic, what percentage white. Uh, white or the the fewest on the petition. It the, the petition itself is is a um, a model of diversity. Yeah. Now now, well, first of all, I was surprised that anyone that wanted to hear the press conference had to, if they really were interested, they had to jump through hoops to try to find it. But um, I actually didn't listen to it until late. I didn't listen to it when he was on. Uh, but I, I want to get the record straight, as I always do, Harry, when I call. Mm-hmm. One, I always give the disclaimer. I am not a politician by any stretch of the imagination. And I have stepped out because of the concerns of the city. Um, I'm not going to be a name caller, but the mayor called my name out. And I, I need to... Um, express, first of all, I am not a puppet by no stretch of the imagination. No one is pulling strings or uh, uh, saying things to me to cause me to make decisions that I am capable of making, nor am I the uh, cowardice lion from The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) I have a mind of my own. I speak uh, for myself and Yes, the people in Atlantic City have spoken to me. I may not speak on behalf of all of the Atlantic City residents, but I can say I stand up and speak on behalf of those that are fed up and tired of the uh, shame and the embarrassment for them to tell people they're from Atlantic City that they live in. This city is deplorable. And for well, keep in mind, I just want to interject. He had nothing he could offer constructive. So the only thing he could do, and I predicted it on air yesterday, and he he is easy. He's so he's such a simpleton. He's he's not very bright and he's so easy to predict. He, he, he just 
He's like one note Johnny. Uh, so I said he is going to play the race card. That's what he did yesterday, yeah. Andra. That's yeah. all he had. And it was so silly because we just gave the breakdown of all the different ethnicities. Uh, George Tibbet yesterday called it Atlantic City a melting pot. Uh, it, and I, I double down on my comment that the the committee, the, the Atlantic City Independence Committee, the petition to change the form of government to nonpartisan uh, on November 8th ballot is a model of diversity. And he knows that. But he, he wants to keep power in the best way, not in, in the worst way, not in the best way. And it's in his self-interest to trash people and do the things that he does. You're a public figure now because you're you're the chair of a committee and you've made some media appearances and you've appeared in some coverage. But you're not the type of person that he should be singling out by name or trashing in any way. But that's all he's got. He, he's, he's a very negative, small person, pun intended. And this is what you get. You get a one-dimensional, very below-average individual that that somehow is in this position that he's in and not handling it very well no he used that opportunity to um uh lash out at craig that i think that that people when he say that i do not speak for the people people are fed up with the uh like you said the the name calling and the trashing one another they're tired of the politics um, one of the things that Colleen made mention of was he's a taxpayer and was concerned about the cost of another election. Well, uh, newsflash, Colleen Shabazz is not the only taxpayer in Atlantic City. And the people have spoken that they want this to be a yes vote for the nonpartisan. There are many taxpayers in this city that have expressed to me um, their uh, displeasure in not knowing what's going on regarding their taxes. This past year, the tax bills didn't go out until late. So for, the, for, for that team to continue to, to, to uh, signal out themselves as to being a part of the, I will use the word lightly, the regular people in Atlantic City, is, as um, Mayor Small would say, disingenuous. <laughs> How can you continue to say that you're for the people and the people who need you the most, who are crying out to you the most for help, are the ones suffering? As far as me running for school board, I chose to run. so many things that I can, can speak on this morning, but I won't because, um, because of time's sake. But the school board... It is no reason if the school board is getting over $224 million a year in a budget, and they're saying they have money set aside for uh, them to purchase a building, build a building. You have all these contractors coming in here building things. Build a building for you all to get out of paying rent. But for two public schools, to be without air conditioning for any period of time. Yeah, let alone two years. For our children to have to suffer in the discomfort of and try to learn, and the teachers having to suffer and try to learn, 
there's no reason that any of our school facilities should be without anything. But the problem is, and I have to go to break, but you and I, will re- we have plenty of time between now and November 8th. We will revisit uh, together real soon. The problem is the small gang because their priorities are completely different. They're about hiring their friends, their family. Uh, There's a joke going around Atlantic City right now that Smalls run out of friends and families to to give jobs to. So they're now giving jobs to ex-wives. I mean, it is a joke. It's an absolute out-of-control joke. So air conditioning in one or more schools is not a priority. Even though kids can't concentrate and it's a real issue, it's not an issue to them. Who could possibly let that go on for two years? That's ridiculous, but it's not a priority to them. Having six-figure jobs for them and all their friends and everything they can do to enrich themselves off of the public tax dollars, that's job one. If, oops, you mean there's no air conditioning for two years? We'll get around to it. Don't worry. There's no excuse for that. So to be continued, I've got to run. When we come back, I promise, because you've held the longest, you're, you're coming on. And then don't go away, Bob. You're going to be on right after that. 31 minutes past the hour. It's the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. It was 20 years ago today. Paul McCartney performed in Atlantic City. We have what I think is a real fun, readable piece. Check it out. Atlantic City Council President George Tibbetts said, quote, end quote, we were lied to. We have the story. And Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds has charged a Philadelphia man with the murder of a man at an Atlantic City casino. We've got... From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. We're still watching Ian as the hurricane soaks and batters Florida today and tomorrow. But here at home, quiet weather will continue through the rest of the work week. Sunshine this morning, clouds this afternoon. Comfortable high temperature of 71 for your Wednesday. Partly cloudy tonight and quiet, low 52. Sun and clouds still pretty cool tomorrow, high 66. Clouding up Friday with a chance of showers late, high of 64. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Illinois only. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, that's good to hear and good to know because I need to know. I'm, I'm simply a mortal man. I'm just early in the morning, so I need to know. And this is a good place to uh, figure it all out together on WPG Talk Radio Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Hurley. It's Elmer in in Maryland. Hey, Elmer. I wanted to tell you a story about I seen that concert with Paul McCartney. In Atlantic City? Yep. Good. Yep. And what it was, was we were comped the tickets. And we had to go, and I didn't like our seats because they were like second, like floor. And I I went down and I tried to p- 
pay a woman to give me better seats. <laughs> and she was head of security, whatever there. <laughs> and she wouldn't take my money. She says, sir, I got you good seats right now. Wow. I'm going to tell you something. This is, this is really impressive because the place was packed. It was a sellout. And that you had that level of um, flexibility. Now, you're going to say, but Elmer, did your seats improve dramatically? Oh, oh yeah. Hell yeah. Well, excuse my language. That's all right. But um, it so, was. So, in other words, you went from the outhouse to the penthouse, it sounds like. The girls came out first, and they were like all around the whole area down there. I'm like, God, what an experience this is. Wouldn't leave my seat. Would not leave my seat. I'd probably pee in my pants. <laughs> well, it was a great concert. That was one of my favorites. Well, it was fantastic. I, I, I you know, music is it's always in the ear of the beholder, but it was the perfect concert. He was in perfect voice. The energy was unbelievable. The crowd was amazing. The songbook, the Lennon McCartney songbook, and then the the other songs that he did with, um, you know, from the uh, the uh, the Wings days. I mean, it was it was perfection. You got thirty songs. I'd like somebody to tell me the last time you went to a concert. And you got to hear 30 songs and every one of them, like a number one song, uh, just about. And then there were two encores of three songs each, uh, six more songs, 36 songs in rapid fire. Where do you get that today? Nowhere. I agree. I knew it at the time. First of all, I knew McCartney did long concerts, which I always respected. Because he knew fans were paying a lot of money, you know he's a he's a billionaire. One of the one of the stories that I will convey, um, even though he is an uber rich, you know one point two, one point three, one. I think it was two years ago. He's worth one point three billion. So he's probably worth about a billion and a half. Uh, and and, I, and he's smart. He's well invested. So he probably doesn't have anything where he's gotten hurt too bad uh, over the Biden debacle of this guy's crushing people crushing their 401ks and their their life savings you've got seniors having to come out of retirement and all but one of the things we talked about in my little chit chat fest with paul mccartney was about money and he's not cheap but he's so respectful of money because he knows what it was like growing up having none uh and he he was really cool about um his philosophy about all of that. He's, he's, he's really a terrific guy. Uh, we didn't talk politics. Uh, I, I kind of understand his politics, so we probably wouldn't agree on politics much. But if you notice, Paul McCartney's really never stepped out and said any goofy things. Like you go to his concert, he's not telling you to hate Trump and all these things that these nuts are doing today when they alienate half of their fans uh, he didn't do any of that, and he still doesn't do any of that. So, yeah, I, I, um, I rate that as 
the greatest live event, and I'll, I'll speak to any sporting event that I've been to, and I've been to many, any live event that I've ever been to in any genre, it was the greatest live experience that I've ever personally witnessed. Absolutely, Harry. Absolutely. Well, well I got to jump. Yeah. I gotta... All right, Elmer, you got to jump. And that's good because I got to jump. And when we come back, your timing's perfect because when we come back, we're going to say hello to guest listener Bob. This is the Hurley in the Morning program because of you on South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, WPG. Talk radio, 95.5. Here on 95.5 on the AM band at 1450. Uh, also, of course, the digital platform is just a juggernaut on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app on your smartphone or the WPGTalkRadio.com website. Check it out. A lot of digital content on a daily basis. All hours of the day and night, new content is going up on a daily basis. A lot of really talented content creators. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. 48 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. Hey, good morning, Bob. Hey, good morning, Harry. Uh, Look, I know a lot of your listeners are very uh, religious people, and really I I ask that everybody say a prayer for the the people of southwest Florida. Um, It's uh, that hurricane's 155 miles an hour now, and, uh, uh, you know, it... uh, I've been going through a lot the last day or so, Harry. You know, I've I've got a a little rental house that we were going to move into. It's right on Sarasota Bay, and and yesterday... uh, you know, Sarasota was supposed to take a direct hit, uh, supposed to get anywhere from 8 to 12 feet of storm surge. And, you know, that house would have been 5 to 7 feet underwater. And, and thank thank God that's been spared. But Wow, what a miracle. Because even as of this morning, it was supposed to hit either Fort Myers or Sarasota. So you just never know with this. Remember, Superstorm Sandy was supposed to be a direct hit here. And we wound up being spared, even though you tell people that had their homes destroyed, it was still bad, but it could have been so much worse. So what a um, what a fortunate break. God is great. I mean, that was supposed to be where it was going to hit. First, as you know, it was Tampa. Then they said either Fort Myers or Sarasota. Well, see, this storm was that the track kept going further and further south. And and yesterday, you know, the, the, our, our really good governor DeSantis, he he said Venice, Florida, which is about 17 miles south of Sarasota, was due to get the direct hit. But it, it's continued. The the track has continued further south. And last night, I could see 
even though the, the, the weather channel and the hurricane center had this storm moving north, it was actually starting to move north, northeast, which may be saving, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I've, I've got like a pick your poison situation. You know, I've, I've the, the, uh, so you, your pick your poison means no matter where it goes, you're probably going to take a hit, right? Well, I've got, you know, I've got a you know, little house in, in Boca Grande, which is about 70, 65 miles southwest of Sarasota. And that's in the crosshairs now. However, I may even luck out with that one because this storm seems, as I said, it, it seems to be moving more more east rather you know it's not moving east at all but it it looks like if it hits you see with these these hurricanes if they hit south of you because of the counterclockwise circulation then the water gets pushed out if they if you get a direct hit or it hits north of you that's where you have the big problems on on this on the southwest coast of florida so a direct hit of course you're in big trouble or if it hits just you know north of you you're in really big trouble too you you always know when disney world and i'm sure universal as well i think i saw that but i obviously have a position in disney uh so i pay a little more attention to that um but when disney closes for a few days as you know bob that's very unusual oh yeah yeah you know we uh i mean that's orlando you know uh because this is so unusual that this is more of an inland event, isn't it? Well, right now it's 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 going to absolutely clobber uh, Lee County, which is is Fort Myers. It looks like, and again, it, it it's yeah, we're we're six seven hours away from from where it makes landfall, but it, it's so crucial that you know it, if if again if we if, it, people that don't understand this, and my wife is unbelievable at it. I, if she wasn't great at what she already does, I swear she would be a meteorologist. She's been just putting it all together. Uh, but you're so right about this. It can make, the wind can make the difference. It, it could turn. It could be all the difference from either being catastrophic or just being, you know, a, a big-time nuisance. Uh, and my brother has a prediction. I think it's 100%. It can't fail. Uh, the Democrat media is going to trash the job performance of Governor Ron DeSantis if this man doesn't sleep for five days and if he makes every correct decision and if he had assets everywhere that they needed to be in advance, uh, he will not get credit for doing anything good. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, look, the the the, the protocol was completely ignored by by plugs biden yesterday right he talks to to mayors of republican and two democrats in in the area there but he waited till the evening to talk to governor DeSantis, and and so proving even life or death this is how these democrats behave harry the only reason he called DeSantis is because he was getting pummeled he was getting pummeled. he was getting pummeled for not calling him Correct. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. These people, these people are human garbage. They're subhumanoid. I keep saying it and they keep proving me correct. It doesn't matter. Loss of life doesn't matter. These people, they don't do the right thing ever, but they want credit for always doing the right thing. 
you watch, the Democrat media is going to give Joe Biden great credit. Oh, he really stepped up and he, he got it done. But DeSantis, they'll say, didn't get it done. It's just so predictable. Well, you know, Harry, the, you know, there's going to be devastating damage there. But look, Florida for decades has done things right. You cannot build a home in, in Florida unless you meet Miami-Dade hurricane standards, meaning you have to you have to build a home that withstands 140 mile an hour winds. I I just yeah I just finished a home in in Boca Grande, which as I said is in the crosshairs. Now uh, a friend of mine is hunkering down there. He's staying there. <laughs> I, I told him I didn't think that was a good idea, but he's staying there. And you know. Uh, you wouldn't believe the way that house was was built. I mean, I'm I'm up at 11 foot elevation, which is one reason I'm I'm selling it because I just don't like the steps. Okay, but it's up there, so that's a big saving grace. But you wouldn't be- believe the the steel rods that tie down that roof to the foundation. I mean, these rods go. For, it's a two story building with a. a with a an aluminum oh I'm sorry a, a metal roof and but but the yeah the the building codes there are are just terrific and you know it's it's the dividends are going to be paid in in so what's what's neat about this is the storm surge that's expected your property is above that uh the wind that's expected your property should hold up to that and it, it this will be It'll be very interesting to see uh, how this goes for you. It, it, it sounds like it's going to go okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see I know, because yeah. 140 could become 150. I mean, this thing is a Category 4 coming in. It's going to be very, very powerful. And I made a, um, uh, a, a gaffe because I said it's an inland event. It was going to be an inland event, but it's moved. So now they're saying Fort Myers, as you talked about a little while ago, or Sarasota, uh, and this really, these next few hours are all the difference in the world in terms of is this going to be catastrophic or will this just be a significant storm with expected damage that would come with that? Uh, and that hangs in the balance right now. Well, well Harry, you know, it's going to be catastrophic for, for someone. Yes. You know, I just. Yeah. Well, it has to be because the sheer power of the storm it's going to hit somewhere someone's going to get demolished today and unfortunately there will be loss of life uh i i want to say i've been paying a lot of attention to this bob the florida officials have been terrific in telling people to please evacuate they say that you know maybe you can survive the wind but you may not be able to survive the surge i I think sometimes people don't realize water is so incredibly powerful yeah, exactly. It's a storm surge. It kills people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but that, you know, the, the best case scenario really is for this to make a hard, a hard right hand turn and hit the Everglades. You know, there, there's very little population south of, of Naples. You know, that's, that's the best case scenario, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think it, 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 I just don't think it's going to make a, a sharp right hand turn, meaning, meaning track east. It's, yeah. it's not going to track east. It, it probably that. won't, and they say it's not going to, but you never know because Superstorm Sandy did something at the last moment that it was not supposed to do, and it made a big difference uh, a little bit away from here. 
they got hit a lot harder than we did, and we were supposed to take the brunt of it. You just never know with this kind of we, thing. We, we were we were saved, Harry. When 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 that wind shifted to the northwest, I, this was around three or so in the afternoon when Sandy hit, and I told Cindy, I said, "Look, we're okay. It, it, the wind just shifted to the to the northwest. That means the storm is is north of us." And that made all the difference. You know, it was supposed to come right over Cape May, so Cape May, Cape May County, Atlantic County, we, we would have what what you, you saw further further up north would have happened to us. Yes, exactly. I remember vividly. It was I guess 2012. I was here, and other colleagues. We all broadcasted together on all of our radio stations at one time. All the other stations that I'm aware of were off the air. They didn't have the. Um, the, uh, the the investment that we had in terms of not only did we have a backup generator, uh, a backup transmitter, but we had a backup to the backup. And not only did we have a backup uh, generator, we had a backup to the backup generator. So we stayed on the air. And I'm telling you, Bob, I heard noises I never heard in my life. Uh, it was terrifying, but you were just live and doing your job, so you didn't have a chance to be scared. I heard sounds and creaking and movement and uh, metal roof like you're talking about uh, on that structure that you were mentioning. Uh, I'm thinking like that. This thing's going to get peeled up like a can opener any second. It was it was surreal, like Wizard of Oz-ish. Bob, the music is playing. Uh, have a great day, my friend. And yes, we're, we're right. praying for you and yours and everyone in the great state of Florida. See you, my friend. When we come back, Matthew, if you hang in there, you're going to join the program next. Uh, it is the Hurley in the Morning program. A bonus hour of Wide Open Forum continues right now at 609-407-1450. And then John Walters coming up at 9. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Six minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning, 609-407-1450. An open phone line. And after the bottom of the hour break, I'm very excited about this. We're going to be visiting with a longtime friend of mine, Warren Bader, who has such an incredible pedigree in entertainment having run entertainment at the Harris properties, Caesars. Uh, oh, my gosh. I mean, he and I could could talk for the rest of this year about uh, music and different events that have been in Atlantic City, and we wouldn't repeat ourselves. So we're going to be joined by Warren after the bottom of the hour break. But let's get right to your calls right here, right now. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yeah, hey, boss. How you doing? I did touch base with you. Yeah. Real quick, I had to touch base with you. I'll be quick. Yeah. Uh, I was just listening to Bob. You know, my brother's down there, too. And um, I, I can just tell you this. I What you said, I want to see how they're going to spin this on DeSantis because two weeks ago, Ron DeSantis preemptively uh, called Knucklehead Biden up and said, look, 
I'm putting 14 counties in Southwest Florida under a state of emergency right now. That was two weeks ago, okay? And then three days later, he put the whole state under a, a state of emergency. So that is a preemptive strike 10 days out of this hurricane. So that's leadership. And I don't know how they're going to spin this on them, but I, I'm, I, I feel you're right. They're going to try, okay? Oh, no, they're going to. Here's how they're going to be able to do it, because they're animals and they don't care about life and death. They only care about winning in the worst way. Uh, horrible things are going to happen over the next 24 to 48 hours, and it's, it's unpreventable. No matter what you do, it's too big. No, no mortal, no human can stop, can hold back what's going to happen unless, unless God moves this thing uh, to where it will not hit highly populated areas some very bad things are going to happen and yes they will find a way because they are savages they are subhuman they will find a way to trash him there's no doubt about it matt and it's good to talk to you again eric you're on deck after andy joins the program andy welcome morning harry um just to dovetail off of uh, matt uh, i believe if it goes and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. If it goes well, it'll be because of Biden. If it goes poorly, it'll be because of DeSantis. That will be the narrative. And um, honestly, uh, I, I, I'm, it's a horrible thing to say, but I truly believe that we have people who run this country who are praying this goes horribly so that they can try to put this on DeSantis because he is... If he's not the primary threat to them, he's the secondary threat after Donald Trump. But um, I really believe that uh, this is going to be an opportunity. It's a horrible thing to happen for Florida, but it's going to be an opportunity for uh, DeSantis to prove his mettle, so to speak. And um, I, I know he's up to the task. And You know, what people have to remember is this guy is a special forces um, stud. He's really smart. He's extremely organized. I guarantee you, just based on what we were just talking about, this guy was had it had it lined up 10 days ago because this was going to be happening. He didn't wait for it to hit. I guarantee you he's got assets pre-set where they need to be, and they're going to do everything they can to minimize the loss of life, minimize injury and 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 also do everything they can uh to to help in terms of property damage but when you have something now that's two miles away from being an absolute monster like category five now type situation you know andy something bad is going to happen well absolutely and you have to know that um just because of his background uh ron DeSantis, and the fact that florida always gets hit and the fact that we're in hurricane season, you know, he had preparations set up back in June. I think you said it was June 15th was the beginning of the season. He was already on top of this back in June, in May. So um, I, I, I know he's up to the task, but I want to juxtapose him with uh, Gavin Newsom. And um, I don't know if you got into this thing about Newsom uh, talking about how uh, the, the Republicans are crushing them because they control the narrative. I, uh, did you talk about that? 
not today. Not, not only because it's just been so jammed, but not today. But I am aware of it. He, this guy is a knucklehead. He looks like such a fool challenging Governor DeSantis to a debate. This guy thinks he's a shadow presidential candidate. Does he think like the country is going to want America to be run the way that he ran and runs California? This guy's delusional. Well, what what kills me is he's he's going on about um, how the Republicans and he, and he specifically said that Fox News their prime time lineup because of them they're controlling the narrative and they are crushing the Democrats. So think about this, Harry. The 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 the, the left, all of the all of the TV news networks are controlled by the left. All of the major newspapers across the country are controlled by the left. Yeah, let me keep going. All the magazines are controlled by the left. The cable channels are almost all controlled by the left. They've got control of everything, but it's not enough. They want absolute everything. So then they, what they're basically saying is they're really complimenting the power of Fox News because if this one outlet deserves all this attention that people like Newsom and Biden and Obama did it. Uh, they can't stand that there's just one network that they don't control. Well, think about this. We have 340, 350 million people in this country. And Gavin Newsom is claiming that three people in this country out of 350 million are crushing the Democrat Party. So how strong are they? This is this is obviously proof that the American people are not buying this Democrat plan. They're not buying what the Democrats are doing. Uh, imagine three people are crushing the Democrat Party. So how good can they be? And I think that this is a is a pretext to start labeling Fox News now, the enemy, the propagators of, of misinformation, disinformation, they're going to become the new threat to democracy, threat to the country, semi-fascist that they're going to try to take down. And I'll tell you what, if they want to try to take Fox News off the air, that's when, that's when you will see people rise up. You'll see the pitchforks and, and, the, and the lanterns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll never get away with that. There's no violation of their license. They'll never get away with it. They would love to do it, just like they would love to bring the Fairness Doctrine back. And for those who don't know what the Fairness Doctrine is, it's the Unfairness Doctrine, because everything they do is exactly opposite of the truth. They're just absolute liars. About, they're liars who lie about lying. They're just, they just lie about everything. Uh, fairness doctrine means that if you have Harry Hurley, you have to have the opposite of me, which I've always said is really um, how do you do that? Because I have supported Jim Florio, Jim McGreevy, Lorenzo Langford, Jeff Andrew when he was a Democrat, Jeff Andrew when he's a Republican. You, you can't lock me in. Uh, I, I'm not just one note Johnny. Uh, I, I'm kind of not all over the place, but uh, I'm not just in one uh, particular lane. So who who do they get to be my opposite? Uh, and then they make companies have to what? Pay for that person? Or does that person have to make it in the free market? It's so corrupt what they want to do. If they, could, if they could get away with it, they would do it. 
Well, remember, Harry, you know, the, the Democrats tried liberal talk radio with Air America and Al Franken. How well did that do? Oh, they, they ran out of money and it failed. They, 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 it's not uh, scalable. It's not something that can be monetized. It's not something that works in the free market. Nobody wanted to, uh, to do anything with it. And so they died, uh, like I predicted in advance that they would. Well, and now we are watching our DOJ, the FBI, going after people simply because they disagree with Joe Biden. Yeah, uh, and, that's now a criminal offense. Yes, you bear watching. They they will come get you at an airport. They don't just come get you quietly or say, "Hey, we want to talk to you." Could you you know come on over with your lawyer? No, they grab you like Navarro in chains in an airport. I want to find out because it's 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 going back and forth. Uh, I want to know what they did with this um, priest or reverend or whoever this was, where it looks like this person was treated very badly, but the FBI says, no, we didn't. Uh, But there seems to be mounting uh, evidence that something very, very bad happened with that. I mean, this is, I keep saying it, it's the most dangerous time in this country since the Civil War. Uh, And in some respects, uh, it's worse than that. They, I mean, they gave, they gave the other side much more after it was over than this side gives in this supposed representative republic. I mean, Joe Biden has harsher things to say about Republicans than he does about Iran or North Korea or China, uh, because I believe he is one compromised man. Andy, I've got to go. Eric's going to join us right after the break. Don't go away. It's 18 minutes past the hour. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. 22 minutes past the hour. Early in the Morning continues. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. We're going to take your calls until the bottom of the hour. Warren Bader who's a longtime entertainment director at Caesars, Harris Properties, uh, really good friend, really good guy. We're going to talk about it was 20 years ago today. And then expressly after that, we're going to talk about the recent appearance by Ringo Starr and his all-star band because Warren was in the house. And uh, it, it was evidently an amazing show. Eric, welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, good morning, Harry. Harry, uh, a little bit of uh, information, if you, if you know anything about it or or whatever. Uh, I've heard a snippet a couple times on your station referring to, it's a quick, uh, quick snippet, referring to if the American public only knew, and it refers, it says, uh, gives a website uh, about the liberty Harry, is that referring to the U.S. spy ship over 50 years ago that was attacked in the Mediterranean? Uh, is that what that uh, uh, is, is about? I think, but I'm not sure, Eric. You know, I always say what I know, and I come right out front and say what I don't know. I think you're right, but I can't, I can't confirm it. Because that happened back in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, when I was in the service, uh, I played a little bit of part in, in that, and uh, 
I was I don't have a computer, so I, I didn't go to the website. But I hope that they're putting out the true story of what really happened to that incident that caused the loss of uh, uh, U.S. lives. Yeah, I agree. I'll check in. I'll check into it. Uh, and if it is that, uh, I would imagine that they've done it right. But we'll check it out. Because uh, what they refer to and the way they put it forward, I'm just wondering if they're trying to dig up some old uh, animosities that uh, that happened. But uh, the, the SS Liberty was a U.S. spy ship that was attacked by the IDF Air Force in the Mediterranean. And uh, part of the uh, ceremony that I conducted I still have a flag off the casket that was folded at that ceremony wow. uh, for the people that were lost on on that 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 ship. But I hope the truth be told in that, and they're not trying to uh, slay it. Thanks, Harry. You're welcome. We'll check it out and we'll report back. Yeah, if they're going to do it, let's make sure it's done right. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifteen. Open phone line. Matthew, welcome to the program. Good morning, Harry. How are you? Very well, sir. I sorry I got knocked off the, uh, earlier. My doggy doggy knocked knocked my phone right out of my hand. That's okay. While I was walking, her. You, you got back. <laughs> All right, I got three. Uh, I think I got three things. Yeah. One is I I think I heard that if the Republicans take the House, they are going to not fund those eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. They're going to actually move to have them removed. They're going to introduce legislation to have them taken out of the budget. Correct. Because all spending measures originate in the House. Uh, They've absolutely made a promise. Now, Biden, of course, is going to uh, object and it's it's going to be challenging because even if they have both houses, uh, he can stop anything he wants and there won't be the ability to override a veto, but they're they're going to at least show the American people that this is what they intend to do. Well, that's that's outstanding. Yes. Secondly, I work I work for my uh, I work for my cousins. I do uh, survey work for Doran Engineering. Well, we did three jobs the other day, and I think it, I think this all all this border garbage. I think it has a lot to do with businesses, and I'm sure it's been said before, but uh, we did three surveys, two foundation surveys, and one roof height survey, two in Brigantine, the foundation ones, and there was only one guy on each of the sites that could speak any English. Wow. Then we went to the one in Ventnor. They were framing on Atlantic Avenue. We went to do a roof height, and there were like eight or nine of these guys there working, and not one... Not one spoke English. Not one. I finally got the foreman, and I took out the plans because there's two spires up on top, and I didn't know whether he was going to put a peak on it or not, or they were going to leave it flat. I I had to draw a pencil and say yes or no. That's how bad it is. Yeah. So I think business. Very very hard workers, but in many cases, non-English speaking. You you have my curiosity peaked. In Brigantine... How high are you allowed to construct a home? 30, 35 feet. Okay. I've heard, I, I have never heard Brigantine. I've heard in some it's 39 or in that range. So Brigantine is 35. Now, is that, 
Is that standard right down the down beach or is it different by community? No, it's different in every community. Now, is Ventnor 39 feet or 39 and some odd inches? Yeah, so I don't know exactly what Ventnor is, but what happened is, um, to my understanding, the Ventnor City management wanted a lot of off-street parking, so they raised the height to where you have to put parking. You build a new building, you have to put parking underneath your yeah, building, so yeah. they had to raise the height. Yeah, you do the carports. I think it's like 39.9 or 39, very close to 40 almost. Because well, what I, the reason I'm bringing it up, uh, and and even my grandson, he's so smart. We love driving around, and I love looking at the construction that's taking place. And obviously, there's a lot of tear downs, and they're tearing down tiny homes and big homes, and they're really tall because, as you know, that you sometimes you don't have a lot of land in these down beach properties. It's obviously very expensive land, so they go high. And I think it's taking on a look that's very unattractive. Well, it is when it is, especially if you live on one side or the other of one of these mansions. Yeah, they terrible. block out your yeah. they block out your sun. Yeah, you, you get no sun in your yard. It's it's a shame, but um, it's it's progress. Yeah, this is progress. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how it's funny how you word that. Did you get all three things in? No, no. Third third one is. Have you, I know I was in the fire department for a long time. There, we, had, we had a thing called the Knox box, and that's where keys were put outside of buildings so the fire department can get inside. Right. And I understand, I hear it on your, on this, on your radio station, that the police and people of higher-ups are trying to get the Knox boxes in all the schools. Well, I have another little, I have another little take on it. They're going to push something like that. This is all. This is offbeat. This is a little thought process that you're going to have to go through. Can can they use the same theory as putting cameras in every room so the police are able to see where the bad guy is and know what he's doing? Yeah. And the the, the flip end part of that is where if they're going to fight about it is. is we can also monitor what the teachers are teaching the children. That's where it, that's where it might that's where it might there might be a speed bump there. Well, it is a little different, but that's exactly why a lot of the parents uh, really got engaged during the pandemic because, uh, and it's a different type of camera, but the the classroom was on camera. And they were seeing these things that were going on in the classroom and these radical things that were being taught, how horribly radical these curriculums are. I mean, now New Jersey's threatening that if you don't teach, for example, this sex stuff that would get anybody a, a, a Megan's List sexual lifetime uh, membership card if you did it right outside the school. But for some reason, they're allowed to to be sex offenders in the school. Uh, that's all on video back in the pandemic days. And that's what got Virginia or Terry. If there wasn't the uh, the comment made about parents should have no say in their their children's schools. Terry McAwful is the governor of, uh, I promise you, of the Commonwealth of Virginia and not Glenn Youngkin. And it changed everything. And this is an extension of that. Uh, but I agree with you. And that's the kind of thing 
you know, something like uh, 70-some percent of all this billions and billions of dollars in the COVID uh, relief that all these districts got has been unspent. I agree with you. There should be a camera in every classroom. And if there's a bad thing going on, you would be able to monitor it in real time. I think that's an absolute necessity with the violent way that this country is changing. And Matthew, I've got to go to the break. We'll talk again when your time permits. 32 minutes past the hour. When we come back, Warren Bader, who's just an outstanding longtime Atlantic City Hotel Casino entertainment executive, is going to join us next. And it's going to be nothing but fun in just a few minutes, I promise. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. One of the things I want to talk to Warren about, I'm going to open with it. It was 20 years ago today. Get the vibe? Paul McCartney performed in Atlantic City. Your boy. You're unassuming. Public servant was there, and it was awesome. It's the greatest concert I believe in Atlantic City history. Atlantic City Council President George Tibbetts said on this program yesterday, quote, we were lied to. We've got the story. And Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds has charged a Philadelphia man with the murder at an Atlantic City. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Same story, different day, cool this morning in the 40s and 50s, mild this afternoon with a high around 71. We'll start the day with sunshine and then clouds build this afternoon. It'll be dry and comfortable. Partly cloudy and quiet tonight, low 52. Sun and clouds tomorrow and still on the cool side, high temperature 66. Friday will turn cloudy with a chance of late showers, high 64. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. The South Jersey Golf WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you, great one. We'll be listening tonight at 6, right after Sean Hannity, the great Mark Levin, right here on the station that plays the winners, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Wait until you see how fast this is going to go until the top of the hour. It's going to be so much fun. We have Warren Bader, the very talented, longtime entertainment executive for Caesars and Harris Properties uh, until very recently, an absolute star in his space, and I can't wait, Warren, for our conversation. Good to talk to you, my friend. Hey, Harry. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Now, good morning to you. I'm going to start with in chronological order because, well, I guess technically, chronologically, uh, the show that you went to, uh, Ringo Starr and the All-Star Band, was, was sooner, you know, closer to, to now than, than what I'm about to say. But I'm going to go back. Because it was 20 years ago today that Paul McCartney played Atlantic City. I have written all about it. I had the uh, meet and greet of a lifetime because there were no meet and greets available. I just got one uh, because Mayor Langford took me. And I had 45 minutes with uh, Sir Paul McCartney. It was surreal. It was um, beyond special. But beyond that, I believe that this was the greatest concert to ever play Atlantic City. Warren, 30 songs, all basically number ones. Then not one encore, but two. Each encore was three more songs. 36 songs, 
60-year-old Paul McCartney, rocking like he was in his 20s, didn't even take a sip of water in over two hours. I think it was the greatest single performance in Atlantic City history. Would you would you debate me over that? Do you do you agree with that? What are your thoughts? Harry, all I can tell you is here you're, you're meeting almost the greatest musician from the greatest band ever, and yes. you're within three feet having a conversation with them. You must have gone. I don't know how you were feeling at the time, but I, I just recently saw Paul in the Meadowlands in June, this past June, and just like you just said, he, he will go on and play two and a half to three hours nonstop, hardly no break, one or two encores, and it must have been the same for you when you had seen him in Boardwalk Hall. Um, I, I heard about that show that you went to. I, I actually tried to get tickets at that time, and of course I was late. I wasn't able. It's, it's an immediate sellout anytime uh, Paul or Ringo goes out on tour. But uh, I totally agree with you 100%, Harry. It was amazing, Warren. It was truly amazing. And you've seen them all. And you, you have such a, um, a, a relationship with a lot of these uh, great stars. For example, I didn't realize until I read your Facebook post. Now, I knew Ringo Starr, and I know he had the All-Star Band, and some of the names, even Todd Rundgren years ago, and some of these names, very, very recognizable you did a, a little um, recount there of exactly who was in this band. It was a who's who, wasn't it, Warren? Harry was unbelievable. Everybody on that stage have multiple gold records on their wall. I mean, you have you have the people from Toto, Steve Lukather, incredible. Mul- uh, his his body of work is incredible. Multiple hits. Hamish Stewart from the Average White Band. If you like funk during those days in the early 70s, well, there he is right on stage, and Ringo picks out the best. You got Ringo, uh, you have um, Steve Lukather, you have Ringo Starr, you have Colin Hay from the Men at Work, hmm. who was on stage right, the far right-hand side, just singing all the hits. Everybody on that stage, multiple hits. It was a, a who's who in the entertainment field, for sure. Amazing, and when you go back in time... Billy Preston and yep. many other uh, Todd Rundgren I mentioned incredible the people thank you Mr. President incredible the people that have been in this all-star band and it, and it makes me um, believe that the comment I made earlier was correct you tell me because you have a lot more experience in entertainment than I ever will we're with Warren Bader former senior executive uh, at the Harris and Caesars properties phenomenal pedigree in entertainment, uh, I consider him royalty in entertainment. In terms of Ringo Starr and the All-Star Band, if it's possible, because of course he is one of the Beatles and so on and so forth with incredible recognition, name recognition and so on. But I think Ringo and the All-Star Band is underrated and somewhat underappreciated. What do you say to that? I totally agree. I agree with you. I mean, again, Ringo was the drummer, you know, and he got a lot of attention, but Paul and John and George, when you're up front, they get most of the attention. They got most of the attention. So here, but the drummer's the quarterback. The drummer's the one that keeps them on the beat. Absolutely correct. And, but when, but when Ringo goes out, you know, who's ever available now, a lot of these guys who he has in the all-star band have their own bands and they go out on tours on their own. And if they're available, He's gonna he's gonna try to grab them, and that's what he does. And and I, and I agree with what you said before. 
when uh, Todd Rundgren was in the band, you had uh, the guys from Santana who were on keyboards who also played with Journey. He was in the band. I mean, if you're available, he's going to get you. Who doesn't want to play with Ringo Starr? Exactly. Hold on. Don't go away. We have one more power segment with Warren Bader. We're talking entertainment. Coming up after Warren, we'll visit with our good friend, John Walters, and we'll talk all about reverse mortgages, which I believe right now with interest rates over 7% for a mortgage. Holy smokes. And we're going to talk forward mortgages. And more specifically, we're going to talk real estate with Joanne Daly tomorrow. But this is this is a whole different environment. Jim Alamon and I shared a couple of text messages back and forth uh, because I sent him a piece about, you know, the 7% mortgage now. And uh, wow. I mean, it just feels like yesterday that you could get a, a mortgage for under 3%. It's getting very expensive. It's putting some people just out of reach now because for every you know quarter of a point, let alone half a point, and this, this is raising now multiple points that the rates go up, it's very, very challenging, very difficult. And it could be the difference between getting yes or getting no from the different lenders. We'll be back with Warren Bader. We're talking entertainment back in just a moment early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app markley van camp and robbins this afternoon at one now harry hurley on wpg talk radio 95.5 thank you welcome back 53 minutes past the hour visiting with warren bader who if you know anything about entertainment in atlantic city then you know or know of Warren Bader because he's he's entertainment royalty not just in my book but that's a, that's just an objective statement. All right, this is going to be fun. I'm going to turn it over to you Warren because you've seen it all for many many years. Give us your rundown of some of the biggest and what you think are the best entertainment acts to play Atlantic City over the years. I would say uh, well I love Chicago, and if you love Chicago and you love the brass, then they're one of the best bands to come into Atlantic City. I personally worked with them eight times over at Caesars before they moved on to another property, and they just did such a fabulous job. Diana Ross, incredible. Um, Tony Bennett, for sure. Tony Bennett is just royalty in my book. Uh, And by the way, isn't he a kind and gentle good man? Absolutely one of the best. I mean, he's he's such a nice guy. He would put if I could give you a quick story, yeah. he would pull up he would pull up in the Porta Cashier at Caesars and just to show you how gracious he was with everybody. So the bellman would come over, he says hi to everybody. He comes out of the SUV, so the driver pulls out his luggage and just to go five feet to another to another bellman to take his bags upstairs. He gave everybody a hundred dollar gratuity. Just beautiful. It, it, it says a lot. Uh, what was Don Hurley's um, famous quote? The bigger they are, uh, what is it? Hold on, let me get it out. It's really. It's. I think you're going to agree with this because, besides all these other things that Warren does, Warren uh, is the longtime talent supervisor, so he's the guy. How can I not see Don Hurley's? Uh, oh, there it is. Don says, the bigger the star, the better they are. 
he's absolutely correct. I mean, this is how he was. I mean, he would just, he takes care of everybody. But all the entertainers take care of everybody. You know, they all got their own little way of going about themselves. But absolutely correct um, with, with Tony Bennett. Donnie Marie Osmond, who are absolutely incredible. And one quick story. Uh, I know you and, and, and Don, when you were a lot younger, would always go over to would, would go over to the, uh, the Steel Pier. Now, that's before my time. I was still living in Long Island at the time. And, 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 and Don would show me pictures of the Steel Pier of Donnie Marie and the Osmond brothers appearing at the Steel Pier. Yes. So I, I remember Donnie was doing an, he had to do an interview with Donnie and Marie backstage in the green room at Caesars. So he's doing an interview and shows that picture that was taken back in the early days of the Steel Pier that it, it blew my mind. I've never seen that before. And it absolutely blew Donnie and Marie's mind. They've never seen that picture before either. So well, I the, the, the funny thing about that, the, the, what, it's not really funny. The, the interesting thing about that, Warren, is Steel Pier was the venue that the biggest names, you weren't it until you played Steel Pier. That's how big Steel right. Pier was. Mm-hmm. You hadn't arrived. Give, give us a few more, and you know I'm not going to uh, disagree with what you said so far. Uh, boy, a Diana Ross show used to be so iconic. She would start it, you couldn't see her. She'd start to sing off stage, and then, oh my gosh, what an entrance she would make. One of my favorite performers of all time, and my favorite band, I think you know this, is Chicago. So I don't take exception with anything that you said so far. Give us a little bit more. What are some of the other ones that just without even having to think about it come to mind? Well, actually, when I first started in, in, in the casino business, the, the very first show I ever worked, the week I started was was George Carlin. So I had a lot of the comedians. So Jay Leno was here all the time. Very funny. Always great with the customers, great at the meet and greets. Uh, so in, in the comedy world, I thought they were two of the best that I do. You, do I you ma- Warren, I know you remember this because you were taking care of, you know, all the duties of executive talent supervisor and, and more in those days. I was in the crowd where we had the, the I guess you called almost like a tongue depressor thing. And then it would have Jay Leno's life size face on on the uh, front. And we all had Jay Leno in the crowd. <laughs> I remember that. That was very funny. Oh, it was yeah. fantastic. I loved it. I had that for a while. I, I thought I saved it, but I haven't seen it uh, in years. But I, I, I find Jay Leno, I've only interviewed him one time. He was a very generous guest. He was very kind. He's a good man. And one of the things he said in my interview, he never cashed one check from The Tonight Show. Did you know that? I knew that that I and I I read the, I read about that recently. Every every show he 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 basically lived off his, all his touring money. That is correct. He lived off of his stand up. Thirty seconds closing comment. But I want to do this again, Warren. This is this is something I want to continue. Closing comment. Harry, I appreciate it, and uh, I've got multiple stories. I've worked with many many of the people, and and. Uh, Thank you so much for this opportunity. It was great. Let's do it again. I know. It went too fast. We will. Warren Bader uh, will stay in touch, my friend. When we come back, John Walters, he's going to be talking all about reverse mortgages. I'm telling you, I really believe this. In the economy that we are entering, the reverse mortgage is going to become more important 
than, if not ever before, in a, quite a long while. And uh, John will tell you all about it coming up in just a few minutes. Don't go away. This is the Hurley in the Morning program on the station that plays the winners. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much and welcome back. Hard to believe the fourth quarter is already underway, but it's true because on our Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline is my friend John Walters. John Walters Reverse Mortgage Funding. John is the official and exclusive reverse mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. And a reminder, there's no obligation with John. It's, it's, there's no pressure. I can't even say low pressure. There's no pressure, no high pressure, no pressure at all. John loves to help. He'd love to talk to you about your current situation. And I'm, I'm going to ask John, I know he's got a very busy agenda and he has a great guest that's coming by after halftime, but I'm going to follow up on what I said right before the end of the um, last hour, because I, I believe it's true. We'll see if the expert... Um, agrees and if not we'll we'll set the record straight in just a moment to reach john you can call 609-231-4924 to review your many options that's 609-231-4924 this could change your life i know you hear that expression and it sounds like it's an exaggeration but it's it's true if you have a mortgage payment that's getting very tough you won't have a mortgage payment. And then John can work with you uh, in many other areas, maybe paying off some additional credit card debt, setting up a line of credit. There's just so many things that if you give John an opportunity to go to work for you, uh, he can change your life. John is a certified reverse mortgage professional. There are only about 200 in America. Let's welcome John to his program. Good morning, John. Good morning, Harry. Thanks very much for the intro. It's, and um, it's it's my honor. Ahead. So my question right before the end of the last hour or comment was, and I knew you'd be coming on seconds later, minutes later, is that these rates now, the interest rates are now over 7% for a conventional mortgage. Uh, obviously, we have all of these um, severe inflation problems, and there's a lot of stuff. The markets are doing very bad at the moment. Uh, we're in bear territory, as you know, so there's a lot going on. Uh, I, I said that I believe this makes the reverse mortgage more important than ever. Your thoughts about that? You're exactly correct. And I'm finding that out. Um, in the last couple of weeks, there's been more energy and conversation about that. Uh, with inflation and with the other things that are going on with the you know, consumer price index, um, they want to know how the reverse mortgage can play a part of that. It is affected by the market, uh, and let me share with you how that happens. Uh, with reverse mortgages, uh, what happens is it's based off the interest rate. So as rates go up, uh, the amount of proceeds gets reduced. Now, 
what I mean by that is, let's say for the sake of discussion, somebody qualifies for $100,000. As the rates go up, they might get 95000 or 90000 or 85000 But uh, what's really important is that you can qualify uh, for, you know, especially especially when you're trying to achieve something. Um, my thoughts are running all over the, my head with your question, Harry. And the greatest thing about that particular question is this program can be a solution to a problem. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit as, as we move on, because what people are looking for is relief. And being that this particular product is dealing with people of retirement age, they're caught into a catch-22 right now because as interest rates go up, as they try to qualify for, let's say, a line of credit at the bank, it becomes much more difficult because they can't qualify having to do with debt to income, especially when you are on a fixed income. So this is where the reverse mortgage comes into play because uh, we don't work off the same criteria as the forward world mm -hmm. works on. So I think that uh, the answer to your question real simply, yes, it is definitely something that should be looked at and evaluated on a case-by-case on -case basis, your personal situation. Let me take a look at it and let's see what we can do and see what your options are. You are listening to John Walters, the official, the exclusive reverse mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. And John is with us typically on the second and the fourth uh uh, Wednesday, rather, the second and fourth Wednesday of every month in the nine o'clock hour. John will be joined by David Hasbrook, who he has featured uh, in a past episode uh, for the second half of the program. Let me give, and I know you're going to be talking about as your show goes on about the using a reverse mortgage when you have a trust, life estate, or a guardianship. But let me interview you for a couple of questions before we get to the halftime portion of the program and you bring your guest that you will then interact with. I know you like to um, talk about and recap the last program. So let me turn it over to you, John, for that. Yes. Well, the last uh, time that we were on, I was talking about the five Ds. And the five Ds happens to be five different areas that those of us that originate the reverse mortgage um, and those of retirement age. And what I mean by the five Ds, one of them happens to be debt. If we're dealing with debt, uh, as you know, if we take a look at credit card debt, I just worked with a borrower yesterday, $22,000 in credit card debt, 19% interest is never going to get out from underneath that. And what we were able to do was get rid of it. Yes, it becomes a loan on our side, but 5 or 6% is a lot better than 19%. And they're not making a payment on that. And on top of that, when they were doing the other, they were typically, I mean, unless, you know, you, you're always able to correct me if I'm wrong, but in most cases, folks are making minimum payments, almost barely treading water, getting nowhere in terms of, you know, getting the amount of the debt paid off. And these monthly payments just keep them current. Uh, and, and it's, it's a big problem. So if you can get rid of some of that or all of it, that's huge, isn't it, John? Yes. And, 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 you know, you can read every financial magazine and, and we hear it all the time. If, pe if, if people have 
$3,000 or more on credit card debt, they do not get out from underneath it, which is exactly what the credit card companies want you to do because uh, they are making that, uh, you know, interest setting 15 to 20%, whatever card that you have and whatever the scenarios are there. But the interest rates are extremely high. And, and getting higher. And getting higher. Exactly correct. So <laughs> if you're in that situation where you have debt, you want to get rid of the debt, that's something that we look at, we can address, and uh, it's, it's vitally important. I, I've had some borrowers that got rid of their debt and have been living off of credit card debt. And it's like a, it's, it's like the world has come off their, you know, it, it's just completely get completely excited about talking about it because it, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, let's get the first break in. You'll finish that up. And the next item I want to go into is to give John an opportunity to tell his listeners why he does what he does. Why is he working with this program? I, I think it it will give you a window into John Walters to reach John for any question you have about the reverse mortgage. You can call 609-231-4924, 609-231-4924, or email John at jwalters, J-W-A-L-T-E-R-S. So it's very traditional. Walters at reversefunding.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 21 minutes past the hour. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages, continues. And after the bottom of the hour break, John will be joined by attorney David Hasbrook. John, you were about to say, and then I'll do my follow-up question after that. Time is yours, John. Thank you. Harry, what I wanted to do is I'm going to get back to the five D's and we were talking about that. But I wanted to share a story this week that happened. I went to dinner with a group of people down to the Lobster House. And who was the focus of conversation but Harry Hurley? And the way that that came about was uh, they happened to listen to the show. So the discussion that they were having with me was how did you how did you wind up getting involved with this show? And I said, that's very interesting. I said, what had happened was, I said, I've been in reverse mortgage business for 16 years. I've been looking for a venue that would be a way to educate people, uh, large masses of people, about this unique program. And I shared how you, for so many years, have had uh, reverse mortgages on your program. And Joe McDermott, he and I worked together. As you know, he retired and I said, what a great opportunity to pick up on this. And I said, but the greatest thing about it is working with Harry is his understanding of the program and the product. And my actually have a question for you okay. is when when did this happen? When did when did you become aware about reverse mortgages and how did you become basically a proponent of it? 
All right. I appreciate that. Um, more than 20 years ago, uh, and I drew from my experience as a former bank officer with National Westminster Bank. So I knew about the program just by being uh, in the financial world. Uh, I had the opportunity to work with one reverse mortgage person prior. And I think you know her prior uh, to um, the longtime association that we had just prior to you with Joe, who's, as you know, Prince among men. And we, we've, we had you on the program when Joe was, uh, was doing it. So I date back more than 20 years with this. And I'll, I'll tell you why I bought into it. Because when you meet with people that are in a tough spot, it could be medical issues. It could be they just can't afford to pay all the credit card bills and the mortgage and that they can get rid of the mortgage payment for the rest of their lives, stay in their home, for the rest of their life, which so many people want to do, they don't want to sell and they don't want the option of taking out some second mortgage that they start using the proceeds of the second mortgage to pay the monthly payment. The next thing you know, it's all gone, but the monthly payment remains. And I just became a believer in it, even when financial consultants were not only adverse, but they were very adverse. And then I watched them come all the way around to now they understand that it's a huge part of the total financial planning uh, for the individual. Uh, I, I, I came into it um, with both eyes open and in agreement that in many cases, uh, it's a wonderful program that helps a whole lot of people. Yes, and, and, and it's funny, they, they, and, and I said that, that you are, uh, you know, as far as working with you and understanding this product and listening to you, you know, over the years in reference to this particular product, uh, it, it, it's so user friendly for me to be on the show. And I want to thank you for that. Uh-huh. And because uh, I'm not a radio personality and I came on board not knowing anything about radio and you've been uh, gracious enough to educate me and, 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 uh, I want to thank you for that. Oh, that's so kind. So let me do one one good turn deserves another. Let me ask you, uh, why do you do what you do? That's the way that this began. This was quite an interesting story. Um, What had happened was I was in the forward traditional lending world, and I was with PNC Bank. Mm -hmm. I had 11 bank branches that were down here. And they were doing, at the time, reverse mortgages. And I got involved. And when I got involved with it, I immediately took an attraction to it because I knew it was a niche product. I was getting older. I could see that this was something that uh, certain people, certain situations could be create a big impact on their life and solve a problem for them. So what I do is I wake up every day and say, whose problem can I solve? with the education that I have and the amount of intensity I have with the program is to look at every component of this to see how it can strengthen their retirement position or get them out of the situation. And the thing about it is, is that the program does, it's not a one fits all, it fits everybody. And what I mean by that is if you are only on social security and you don't have a retirement, this, unquestionably can play an important part in adding income uh, to your situation. 
or you might be somebody that has a large, uh, you know, portfolio. Can the product and the program fit for you? Yes. Uh, it's definitely something that, especially now, and you brought it up at the beginning of the show, Harry, and in reference to the interest rates going up, borrowing is going to become more difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, there could be chances where lines of credit in the forward world will be shut down yep. or they won't loan or they might be at minimal li limits. We don't know. But the important thing is, um, I know you're going to laugh, Harry, the five P's. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. I love it. Is jump, on this, jump on this product now before you need it or even if you do need it. Is it something, if you own a home, and you have at least 50% equity in the home, there's a possibility that this program is, is, is right for you. And as you can tell, I get excited. I'm standing up right now because there's so much I would like to talk about. But, uh, but I'm gonna get back to what you were saying, uh, Harry, uh, about the academics as far as the program. There was a period of time where the financial planners were against it. They didn't understand it. And as time went on, they started to wrap their arms around it. People like Wade Fowle from the American College is an example. And he says, if you add a reverse mortgage to your retirement plan, it can strengthen it. And what's he mean by that? When you would take any asset and add it to something else, it can strengthen it. So I think it's, I, th I just think it's something that everybody needs to look at. And I know we, we repeat a lot of the same information, but I think it's very important because people forget. And, and new people are hearing it for the first time. So yeah, the point of emphasis is always, I think, uh, and, and the repetition is a must. Even if somebody hears it uh, and, and says, oh, I heard that before, uh, it reinforces and new people, it educates and and I underscore double double lines, two, three lines underneath underscore that it, it was amazing to watch uh, financial consultants. Sometimes they're called financial planners, financial advisors, depending on the, the financial house they work for. They have different names, but they're, they're basically stockbrokers, if you will, or financial consultants. They went from being adverse to enthusiastically on board with the reverse mortgage and for good reason. Correct. And uh, getting back to what we were talking about uh, with this particular program, what's really important to understand is the strategic, and I use this word, strategic use. And what do I mean by that? It's not a question saying, okay, uh, you want a reverse mortgage. Oh, I can do a reverse mortgage and here's a reverse mortgage. It To me, it doesn't, that's not the way that this program uh, should be originated by understanding all the pieces and all the components. And when David comes on, I'll share a couple things with you in reference how his role plays a part of this as well. When I say his role as an attorney, um, my role getting back to this and Harry, you talked about it, spending 16 years with this particular program of all the changes that has occurred and staying on top of what's occurring right now with over a million people with a reverse mortgage uh, is, is vitally important. And I, I love being educated to be able to help people and share the information. And uh, I've, I've said in the past, when I, I, I meet with families and I sit down with them, 
I I want to be treated the way I like to be treated. And when I sit and sit down with someone and talk to them face to face, I have a format. And my format is I'm not there that day to have them sign anything. Mm-hmm. I'm there that day to say, here, here's the information. I want you to give it some thought. And what I'd like to do is to follow up with you on your thoughts about our meeting. And that's the approach that I take. Uh, and that's why you're successful and that's why you're appreciated. And I've heard it from people uh, because people, especially when they're learning about something, they don't want to be pressured. They, you know, they, they just want the type of approach that, John, you are capable of doing. We're at 31 minutes past the hour. Let's go to the break. And shortly thereafter, and in fact, uh, I, I believe that David has arrived. John will be joined by attorney David Hasbrook, who we have visited with before. He's outstanding. You're listening to John Walters all about reverse mortgages to reach John. I'm going to give you his phone number and I'll repeat it twice and I'll give you his email address. 609-231-4924. 609-231-4924 because I butchered the English language. I'm going to do it three times. 609-231-4924 might be one of the most important phone calls that you'll ever make at this stage of your life. And you can email John as well if you prefer to email. John's very, very good. He and I email back and forth all the time. John is extremely uh, responsive. Walters at reversefunding.com. Walters at reversefunding.com. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages, continues right after this with John. I am. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back 37 minutes past the hour. Very pleased to report that uh, on our newsmaker line with John Walters is attorney David Hasbrook. John, the time is yours. And of course, your guest is here. Well, thank you, Harry. Well, David, I would like to introduce, well, let me put it this way. I'd like to introduce the listening audience to my friend and also a peer in the sense of working together, David Hasbrook. And David is a senior partner with Ford Flower and Hasbrook and Loflad in Linwood, New Jersey. Um, they cover all kinds of law, if it's real estate, if it's uh, dealing with uh, criminal attorney, they handle everything. So, David, I'd like to welcome you to the show. It's a pleasure being here, John. Thank you very much for inviting me. Well, good. What I wanted to share with you, you actually popped up on my radar twice this week, or I should say in the past week. And you've been on your show before. Uh, This past week, you called me about a client that may be calling me. And I thought, you know, I need to have David back on the show. And the other thing was that I had a a, uh, a call from someone who wanted to talk to me about originating a reverse mortgage into a trust. And I went, wow, David Hasbrook. So I thought that what you what we could do today is to educate the listening audience a little bit about some basic concepts and how they can be used with the reverse mortgage. So my first question for you is, could you share what a trust is, first of all? Well, a trust is a planning document, both during life and 
uh, after uh, one passes away, by which someone uh, expresses uh, a desire to have their property uh, pass uh, to, in general, either loved ones or, or charities, uh, and it's something that can be done in, in anticipation of passing away and is used in a widespread uh, fashion uh, across the country. Uh, in uh, Florida, it is a primary way for uh, Florida residents to uh, plan for their uh, estates. Uh, in New Jersey, it is kind of a supplemental way where uh, persons can uh, fine-tune their desires to take care of their loved ones. So it, it's a very valuable device in, in some st states more prominent than others, uh, but it's certainly some something that uh, people can use if they have uh, specific needs or uh, persons that they want to provide for uh, that may have... Uh, uh, certain limitations that require uh, fine-tuning by way of control of the assets and uh, investing the assets. So in a nutshell, okay, now, uh, that's in a nutshell. Well, well, good, yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually shorten you down a little bit on your – because I know you talk a lot like me. But I'm going to shorten you down. I'm going to I'm going to shorten your answers a little bit for our purposes today. So when we talk about a trust, David, and try to real simple, you know, simplifying it, but it's the wishes of somebody that wants to hand over uh, whatever way that they want. So uh, my understanding is you don't have to be wealthy to have a trust. Is that correct? And uh, could you share a little is, bit about that? That is. Uh Undoubtedly correct. It, it's for uh, certain circumstances where uh, a person wants specific guidance uh, for the use of their assets in favor of a loved one uh, in the future. So uh, it, it can be, uh, it, it's often used for persons that have special needs. Uh, in order to provide some enhancement to their lives uh, in the future. So anybody can use a trust if they have the types of concerns that uh, warrant its use. Okay. Now, uh, this is a great point because I had a call this week in reference to a trust, and the, the question was uh, they have a trust, they want to do a reverse mortgage. Is it possible? And I said, yes, it's possible. And I told him that our procedure is usually I get a copy of the trust or life estate or whatever it might be. And we do, the company does an attorney review on that trust to find out if it's acceptable or not. And um, um, so what my question, I guess a follow-up question to this is, can you give some, you just gave one example for special needs. Can you give some other examples of how a trust is used in a, in a simplified way? Not doesn't have to be, you know, complicated as if they have a ton of money. But let's say they're they're average, average Joe Blow, and uh, they set up a trust for a reason. Well, if if a uh, a primary giver uh, has some concerns about the financial acumen of the beneficiary. Uh, 
uh, often a trust is used to provide uh, that beneficiary with the type of financial oversight and advice uh, that uh, a, give, a grantor of the trust feels is necessary in order to um, provide that the assets that are passed on uh, are maintained in an appropriate way and grow over time. So it's definitely used in that type of circumstance and uh, can can be used by anyone of any means. Okay. Now, my understanding is that there's a difference there's, uh, between what we call a revocable trust and irrevocable. Could you shed a little light on that? And we'll do that cliffhanger right after the break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to John Walter's All about reverse mortgages, very, very listenable, very important content. And I do believe now more than ever what's happening in our economy with his guest, Attorney David Hasbrook. We'll be back in just a few moments with John and with David. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. I miss my baby, someone stole my baby. By the way, my baby is my landscaping truck that was literally stolen from a job site. Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with 30-plus customizable coverage options, Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I love my sweetheart. By the way, that's my riding lawnmower. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Just a quick announcement and then right back to John and to David. It's John Walters, all about reverse mortgages. I just received an update. It was at 12 to 16 feet surge. The um, Hurricane Ian right now is a Category 4. It's been picking up steam because obviously the warm water, I mean, it's fuel for the hurricane. It's at 155 miles an hour which if it goes one more mile per hour greater than that, it's a Category 5 hurricane, which if you go look up the definition of a Category 5 hurricane, you don't even want to read the words. Uh, It's expected to hit a day ago. They thought Tampa, now Fort Myers, Sarasota. The last time we looked, uh, Southwest Florida is, is really going to get hit here. The whole state is going to get hit. And you're talking about a storm surge of up to 18 feet so please keep all of our family members and friends and just our fellow citizens in florida in your thoughts and prayers because this is a um this is a very bad one we are back with john and with david and i know that you had the question about the uh revocable uh versus irrevocable david your response to john's question thanks harry yes sir and uh i know all our thoughts thoughts and prayers 
are going down to uh, those people in Florida. We, we all have friends and family in that area, and we'll be thinking of them. The difference between uh, a revocable and irrevocable trust is pretty obvious from uh, just the words. A revocable trust is one that uh, the grantor of the trust can uh, revoke at any time, can terminate the trust, can take assets out of the trust. Uh, the grantor has control of the trust uh, throughout its uh, lifespan. An irrevocable trust, however, is one uh, that cannot be changed. Once property and assets are transferred to an irrevocable trust, uh, they are there. And there is a, a very uh, real and distinct reason for uh, utilizing either a revocable or irrevocable trust. And that uh, primary concern is taxes. Uh, it, it Taxes uh, are charged on a person's assets at the time of their demise. And the use of an irrevocable trust was often used to uh, get property out of a grantor's estate prior to their death uh, so that that asset would not be uh, taxed by way of inheritance or estate uh, taxes. Thank goodness the federal government and, uh, to a large part, the state of New Jersey has uh, liberalized their estate and inheritance tax laws uh, to a point where... Uh, Irrevocable trusts can be utilized less. However, uh, it's still a concern, especially if a grantor has a desire to uh, transfer assets or their property to a friend or a uh, distant family member like a brother, sister, niece, or nephew. In New Jersey, uh, those classes of people uh, the more distant relatives, like a brother, sister, niece, or nephew, and a friend, are taxed in the state of New Jersey for assets transferred to them uh, at a rate up to 15 or 16 percent. So, uh, revocable and irrevocable trusts are are uh, a really valuable tool uh, to think about when you're planning your estate. David. Let me share something with you that I haven't talked to you about, uh, and this has occurred. Uh, going back maybe three years ago or longer, we could not originate a reverse mortgage with an irrevocable trust. We are now doing irrevocable trusts as, as well as revocable, but of course they need to be reviewed, and uh, uh, I'm sure there are circumstances where they can't be allowed but under certain circumstances, they can be allowed. So uh, we have people going in that direction. Uh, very quickly, David, I'm moving from trust to the next one where we originate, which is called a life estate. Could you share, give us a little breakdown on what a life estate is? Sure. Uh, a life estate uh, is utilized when a person uh, wants to generally speaking, transfer their primary residence to someone else, but retain the right to live in the property uh, for their lifetime. It's a relatively uh, extraordinarily simple process of uh, deeding the property uh, to the person 
that the grantor wants to benefit, but retaining within that deed uh, a life estate uh, by virtue of certain language uh, that's placed in the deed and uh, can be uh, utilized and is attempted to be utilized uh, to ensure that uh, the grantor grantor's property goes to the person uh, they want it to go to, but to also ensure that the grantor has the right to reside in the property until they pass away. Okay. Uh, I know that you know the language when we talk about grantee and grantor, but what we're saying to, to people that, that uh, you know, that own a home and maybe have a revert, want to get a reverse mortgage and they want to do a trust or a life estate, uh, it is possible. So the last one, because we're short of time, David, maybe you could share. I had a situation this week with a family that wanted me to do a um, reverse mortgage uh, to help them out. And I came to the realization that the uh, one spouse was incompetent and we're not able to do a, a power of attorney, but we can do something called a guardianship. Could you explain what a guardianship is? Yeah, a guardianship is a legal proceeding where uh, under the circumstances where someone does not have uh, the physical or mental capacity uh, to make decisions for themselves, uh, a court can intervene and appoint a person, an agent, uh, to take care of that incapacitated person. And it's a legal proceeding uh, that establishes a guardian for that person who's incapable of making their own decisions at this at that time. And it is uh, it, it, it's something that should be planned for and can be planned for uh, through the use of a durable power of attorney. And if there's one thing I want to uh, stress for people doing estate planning is to uh, consider using a durable power of attorney because it, it is a way where it, it may be possible to avoid a guardianship action, which uh, as a full-blown formal legal proceeding uh, can be time-consuming and expensive. So a guardianship action is, is used to essentially take care of those who don't have the current capacity to take care of themselves. Okay, good, excellent. So we covered trust, life estates, uh, guardianship. Uh, because we're short on time, David, um, we talk about when and if to use a reverse mortgage and you will call me in reference to certain scenarios. I'd like you to share, and you did this once before, I want you to talk about Chicky and Hans for a moment, which was uh, uh, extended family members' years of how we did a reverse mortgage and then we refinanced that mortgage and why it was done. Can you do that in a short matter of time? Sure. Yeah. The uh, Chickie and Hans were a lovely couple that uh, were residing in uh, a beachfront property in Seattle City and had been for years and years. And they were in... Uh, they were advancing in age and, and declining in both health and mental capacity. And they lived on the second floor of their beachfront duplex. And as they aged, became less uh, capable of utilizing that second floor or it became more difficult for, 
to utilize that second floor. And they contemplated uh, obtaining a reverse mortgage to fund uh, the transformation of their first floor into uh, a more adaptable uh, living uh, environment for their uh, declining years. And at the time, uh, I was amazed at uh, uh, the amount that they could obtain uh, by way of a reverse mortgage as the amount was uh, sufficient to take care of not only the renovations to their house, but uh, to provide for other means of care throughout their uh, advancing years. So it was something that made incredible sense to me uh, at the time, and uh, you were instrumental in providing uh, uh, these friends of mine with uh, the type of advice that they needed to uh, think about getting a reverse mortgage. Yes, and and uh, add one thing to that, David. I they refinanced that as well, and that took them a few steps further. But uh, what's what's interesting about this that we're sharing here? We're looking at a beachfront property, one of the best beachfront properties at the time in Seattle, high valued. And what happens was what their asset was was their home. What we did was we took their home and we created liquidity by the way of a reverse mortgage to liquefy and give them the assets that they needed to live there. Yes, they could have sold the property and wound up with a ton of money, but they did not want that. They wanted to reside there and allow them to convert that first floor and take the last couple of years that they had with the best quality of life, which is what we're trying to do. And I think that is something that's very important. Uh, David, maybe were were the ideal customers. Hmm. Yes. Yes. I think he was a retired state trooper. That's correct. And uh, she was a house. I know they (laughs) love. I know they loved you, and I know that they loved when we came over to talk to them, David. But uh, it was uh, it was an enjoyable experience and enlightening for me and them. Yeah. And one of the things, and uh, Harry talked about this, over 16 years, you will not believe the number of people that I have originated loans for that I still have relationships with. I am working on a loan now for somebody that I did 14 years ago, and I'm refinancing their property 14 years later, and we picked up our conversation where we left off, except I have less hair. I look a little bit different, but uh, that's just part of that's part of the aging process. And John, you are you are an unusual you are an unusual person, and uh, <laughs> I, I would say that uh, you are our go-to guy for uh, everything reverse mortgage. And other members of my firm have referred clients to you, not just me. Yes, I that praise. Is correct. High praise, John. I, I, I worked with uh, Willis and Bob Loflad and David, and uh, uh, it, it's been enjoyable. And I feel, I feel a sense of, of purpose, and I also feel kind of entitled in the sense that here they're coming to me for some answers 
where my first wife doesn't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's hysterical. Hey, John, two minutes, a little over two minutes left in your program. Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah. What I what I want to what I want to share uh, with the audience is this, and, and especially with David, and I've known him for fifty years. Okay, we're both of retirement age. Uh, we understand the aspect of this particular program, uh, the importance of respecting people and trying to help them. Uh, if you have any questions in reference to what we were talking about. You could give David a call at his office at 609-653-1500, and uh, he does exactly what I do. He'll listen to what your situation is, and uh, as we know, it takes it takes different it takes a village in today's world uh, to help people. Okay, so it's not just a reverse mortgage. It's not just the attorney. It could be the doctor. And uh, what we realize as we age, uh, it, there's more components that come into the picture. But it, what is vitally important is that PPPPP, Harry, is to be prepared, is to think ahead, is to leverage. Put yourself in a position. If you own a home and you have equity in that home, you have leverage. You just have to be creative enough, proactive enough to figure out what you can do to strengthen your relationship, prove your situation, and there's a possibility of that. And, so, and John, I, I like the five P's a lot more than the five D's. <laughs> I, I agree. I was thinking about that. Yeah, for those who don't know, debt, divorce, disability, death, disaster, no thanks to all that. No thanks. But, but what we realize, especially now with what's going on down in Florida, is yeah. those... Those things that we're looking at, I don't look as a in a negative way. I understand that they are not nice things. John, heartbreak in thirty seconds. Go. Okay. Our my intent and what the purpose is is to take anything that we struggle with, and can we make it more usable? Can we make it easier? Can we find a solution? Can we strengthen our retirement? They're the things that I find vitally important. I love so it. I want to thank everybody. And Harry, uh, next week, as you know, I'll be. We have a ske- change in our schedule. Yep, you'll I'll be, be on you'll next be, Monday. That is correct. I look forward to it. Okay, John. Thank you, and David. Yeah. It's always great to listen to you. Thank you very much, Harry. You're welcome, sir. All the best to David Hasbrook, and of course to John Walters. John is going to be on assignment, his normal second date. So we're going to have his first program on Monday.